Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name's Ben, and this is the Real Movies Podcast. Frankie's over there grooving. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I usually let you start it. You really like the intro music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had it live every time to play. But Every week I think about, like, I should have it, like, where I can just push a button on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... So, Dan, uh, the first thing I want to talk about tonight is a movie you brought up to me that uh, I really enjoyed, and I think this conversation is going to be fun. It's a movie called Wiener Dog. What? There we is go. Is that with... Um, uh, ben is back with us. Danny DeVito? Yeah. Sorry, I killed your volume last week. I want to see it's it. Wiener Dog? It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Video. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yes, it is. We should probably acknowledge really fast that Bernie's on this. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, hey, Bernie. I'm making a guest appearance. First I completely time, forgot. I, I usually introduce everybody, and I completely forgot. Oh, yeah. That's all right. There's podcasts I listen to where they're like 15 minutes in, and they're finally like, hey, guys, I'm uh, to my right is uh, blank, and <laughs> but, uh, across from me is blank. Bernie, is this, this is your first time on The Real. Real, yeah. Uh, so, Bernie, on this show, everybody has cool guy status, and mm-hmm. uh, your cool guy status depends on what your favorite movie is. And I will once me? again say, you can say any movie. What's your favorite movie? Fight Club. Okay. All right. <laughs> he didn't even think oh, about. that's the one you can't say. <laughs> can't talk about. Can't talk yeah, about I can't it. talk about it. But I can it's the one you can't can talk you re- about. Yeah. Dan said any movie, and you said the one you can't talk. No, I'm kidding. Fight Club's <laughs> fine. That's uh. That's I'm gonna laugh choice. the day that you ask somebody like that, and they're like, "Adventure Time." Yeah, and I'm gonna be like, mm, "It's not a movie. No, it's a TV show. You're not, not a cool yet. Guy. Yeah, not not yet. Isn't that ending?" Adventure Time? Regular show. Ending. Oh, regular show. Regular show's ending? ending? Yeah, I know. I like regular Adventure show. Adventure Time's been over, I think, hasn't it? No, it's still, still going. going. Jake um, and... He yeah. has an ending in sight, though. Oh, okay. Is what he said, because he doesn't want it to get overdone. Gotcha. Regular show's going down? Yep. This mm-hmm. isn't movies, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we got way off track. I yeah, started talking about Wiener Dog, and then... Yeah, Wiener Dog. About... Yeah, so Dan, you watched the Wiener Dog this week. Uh, I did. What are, um, what are your thoughts? Well, for those of you who haven't seen it, um, major spoilers, but the, the Indian is terrible. I, I figured if it's a movie about a dog, it goes from family Not terrible. To... Well, I mean, I guess it is bad. It's good writing. Because, it's, it is good writing. I know but, nothing uh, about yeah, this movie. For oh, what man, I saw in the terrible. preview, it's it's like a dog who gets a move from family to family. You get to see the experience as it goes with this family and how it changes their lives and stuff. Yeah, pretty much. So, huh. yeah, so it's... It's a wiener dog. Like the Dog's Life movie? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much we want to talk, because I don't know if I want to ruin it for you guys. Yeah, because... I haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, you really need to find a way to watch it. Um, It's a very it's a very darkly humorous movie, yeah. I would say. Um, The intermention part of it, um, best part of the movie, first, second, proves my point that it was just four short films that he added yeah. a wiener dog I mean, to to combine them. More or less, they kind of, yeah. they, they function kind of as for, uh, almost like an anthology movie. Yeah. So, and that's the, a good and word the bridging, for it. And the bridging quality about it is that it's the same dog mm-hmm. for all of them. Um, so it's just, yeah, the dog moves from owner to owner and then it's four separate stories. Oh, um, a... you know, with the different owners and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the first one is this, you know, as a little boy with his, parents one and his mom's played by julie delpy and there's this whole uh it's like his first dog and he's kind of a sheltered kid um the second story i think is greta gerwig and kieran culkin yeah she's my girl yes yeah and i um, mean it's the two youth people 
Yeah. I don't know their name. Francis Ha? Yes. And what's the other one? Oh, yeah, Miss America? Her. Yeah. Mistress America, Mistress yeah. Mar- yeah, she's uh, my girl. So she, like, steals this thing. Is Anna Kendrick? Yep. Oh, she doesn't have a pop. And Britt Darling. I don't know. Yeah. For some reason, I like Bond when it comes to actresses. Um, I'm not derailing you for once. <laughs> and then... Uh, I have to watch this now. Yeah, you I thought do. about it. Since Greta Gerwig is in it, and then, you know, she and Kieran Culkin take the dog, and they end up... The third one is Danny DeVito is a... Like a screenwriting professor. It's true. Uh, your other crush. Ben's future. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the last one is Ellen Burstyn is like this crotchety old grandma. She doesn't really have much left to live for, and so she's got this wiener dog. And then oh. it kind of... Oh, that's Macaulay Culkin's brother, Kieran yeah. Culkin. Yeah. Is this in theaters? Out no, Blu-ray? no, it's, it's on yeah. Prime right it, now. Oh, okay. It is on DVD and Blu-ray, and it it was it did get a theatrical release. I saw it at the Esquire. Yeah, I was going to say it's at the, the smaller theaters. Was the Esquire the one in Ludlow? Yes. Yeah, that's where I saw it at. You uh, saw it? No, I saw where it was playing. I wanted to see it because I like Danny DeVito. I like dogs. I don't so. even know you anymore. <laughs> I this movie did not hit my radar at all. I thought you guys were making a joke. No, mom, you need to get you know the video on there it. and watch it. Okay. Right now, live. But Dan, was that <laughs> no. was that all you wanted to bring um, up about it? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to give Spoiling too much. Me. Yeah, for the two people sitting here, I don't mm-hmm. care about the listeners. <laughs> They've been warned, but yeah. it's not fair for them here. That's but yeah, um, if you get into it and you're like, this is kind of garbage, um, at least stick around for yeah. the in- intermission because it's pretty funny. You, I mean, even if you think it's garbage, you need to probably finish the movie, and then especially if you're doing a 300 fun. challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a point, uh, I think the director and the right, I think it's Todd Solondz wrote and directed this movie, and he's famous for having a sense of humor that's very kind of, it's not really niche, but it it goes over a lot of people's heads, I think. Yeah. And um, I'd never seen one of his films before, and I, I knew who he was, but I'd never seen one of his movies, and so um, this being my first experience with Todd Solondz, it kind of threw me for a loop, but I loved it. Because it, you know, it, it's kind of, you, you laugh at it in the same way you might laugh at like a Coen Brothers type movie. Yeah. But it's not, but it's not Who's a Coen movie, you know? The Coen Brothers? You don't know who the Coen Brothers are? Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know. It, it's, it's definitely humor for people that are, have a little bit of a twisted. I'm, gonna, mind, I'm totally going to watch this. Yeah. Sounds cool. Um, so yeah, you, you guys need to watch it and then we'll talk about it again. What else um, have you been watching there, Ben? Oh, yeah, Ben, what number are you on? I'm on 24. Jeez. You watched 24 movies this year? I think. I'm on 15. Are you? That's not yep. bad. Are you guys going for another record this year? I'm on track for 450 right now. I think now. I'm on like 7. Nice. That's good. Not too I watched, far behind. I've watched a bunch. Probably, yeah. Probably close to 10, 15. I don't know if we're doing a challenge per se, but uh, I enjoy logging the movies. I should do that. Should log it's in. fun to look back, and plus you'll like, be thinking, you're like, Oh man, what was that one movie? And you're just like, oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. Cool. If you want to log your movies that you're watching this year, and you want to see what I'm watching, get on letterboxd.com. This isn't a sponsorship. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, this is this Should is a be. tool I use. Um, I might look in to see if they have sponsor, you know, they'll sponsor the show. Is that free? But, uh, to- it's free. Yeah, and it's basically just like a social network specifically for movies. Um, you know, talk about what you're watching and review things you see. Um, so I, as in, you can make lists on there. And so I've made a list of the movies I'm watching in 2017. 
Um, and I'm up to, What's yeah, like called? I said, 24. It's letterboxed, L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D dot com. Is this something you can, like, friend people? Yeah. Wait, say cool. it again, letterboxed. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Because I know someone who's watching movies. L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D dot com. Oh, okay. Yeah, no E. There's no E. As opposed to the real. It's improper grammar, but it's... They took the E out of this one and put it in real. Right. Um, letterbox.com. There is an app. Um, I used to have it and I deleted it to make room for something else. Nice. But, um, I use it on my computer a lot. Classic Ben. Yeah, I know. I got no room on my phone, so I got to delete apps all the time. But, uh, yeah. Um, I just watched Peace Dragon today, the new one. Again? Again. You really liked that movie. I loved it. I need to watch it, man. Um, (laughs) and then last night I saw Live by Night, the new Ben Affleck gangster movie. Which I thought was just okay. Uh, it's getting really savaged by critics. Um, I don't know if it necessarily deserves the beating that it's been getting um, critically, but it definitely has a lot of script issues. Um, I think it's got plenty of action and the direction's good and the acting's okay, but um, some of the characters are just really kind of thinly written. It's like, introduce somebody. Oh, there they are. Yeah, or like... Um, you know, somebody will be introduced and they'll say a couple of lines and then like, like literally they'll cut and it's the next scene and then somebody will come to Ben Affleck. Oh, did you know Loretta died the other night? Or, you know, or they're saying Emma's dead yeah. or something like that. Like, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, Joe, your father died. Like all these, like these circumstantial things just kind of happen and they don't really, there's no weight to them whatsoever. We don't see any, any build up to whatever the emotional, that emotional climax would be. Um, Sometimes I credit that uh, lack of funds or just the just a bad poor writing. That's what I think. Or poor oh, editing. Yeah, I was gonna say Dan said weird editing. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. I watched one of the fifty movies. Had a scene where like it cut to some random person and he made like a joke and then it went back to the movie and you never saw that person what? again. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh, that guy must be something important down the road or like yeah. be one of the people who die in the background. We're supposed to be like, yeah, it's that guy. Yeah. Can't remember what film right now, but. Mm. <clears throat> Yeah, that's strange. I yeah, this I don't know. It's an okay gangster movie. I mean, I, I liked it better than Black Mass, which came out I guess a couple of years ago. Um, Never watched that. What's the one, not, Johnny Depp? Yeah, that's, that's the one. Black Mass. Um, so I liked it better than that, but it's not really. It's not going to be a classic, I don't think. I feel like gang- um, gangster movies been overdone in the recent years with Black Mass and. Was an American Gangster with Denzel pretty good? That was a good one. I own it, but I've never watched it. You, Sounds you right. need to watch. It's long, but it's you need to see it. Um, I really like that one. Another one that's kind of underrated that I like was Public Enemies. Yeah, Public Enemies. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, I remember that. That was a good one. John Dillinger. Yeah. Um, I saw that in cheap theaters. Yeah. And then I guess you got The Departed and Ben Departed's Affleck. Good. Ben Affleck did one called The Town. The Town's good. Which is good. That yeah. was good. Um, that's Triple probably the nine. last. That's not a gangster movie. That's I just mean, thugs. Yeah. I didn't really care much for Triple Nine. It was just okay. Um, it was fun watching Daryl die. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think The Town is probably the last really good I like The Town movie. a lot. Um, also had Ben Affleck. Yeah. He directed it. He directed and uh, acted in it. Hmm. How do you feel about racism, Ben? Excuse me? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's an awkward question. I didn't that's stutter. Weird. Wow. That was a weird transition. I think oh, that's a I think that's a different 
show. But yeah. uh, I mean, it's bad. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's not, not good, good. It's not a good thing at all. And it's actually funny you bring that up, Dan, because I watched Thirteenth uh, this week. Have you heard about this? I don't no. think so. The documentary on Netflix that Ava DuVernay did about um, institutional racism. No. Like prison overcrowding. Hmm. Not and, at all. It's on Netflix? Yeah. It's actually really good. It's probably going to be up for a uh, um, documentary feature Oscar this year, if I had to take a guess. Ben, don't you want to talk about the Golden Globes? I don't know. Not really. Not I'm really? pissed about the Golden Globes. Oh. Mm. Like a um, movie podcast, Golden Globes happened? I mean, do did we talk about the Golden Globes last week? No, no, because it didn't happen yet. We maybe best, we, no, talked just, it, we talked about we talked about a while ago the nominations. Oh my god, I feel like it was two weeks ago. So it might have been like in early best November. Best picture was La La Land. Best picture musical or comedy was La La Land, which I vehemently disagree with. Everyone that, loves that movie. I haven't seen it. The Golden Globes may or may not tie into my question. I may be thinking of the Oscars though. What? So I uh, caught a. Little second of the view mm-hmm. the other day, not my normal show. You watch yeah. it, you watch it every day, and it uh, <laughs> it had one of the women from Hidden Figures uh-huh. on it, and either the Golden Globes or the Oscars referred to the movie as Hidden Fences. Fences. Yeah, uh, the Golden Globes did okay. twice. I think somebody on the red <laughs> carpet, one of the people from NBC, called it Hidden Fences when they were talking to. I think it was Octavia Spencer. They were talking to. Yeah. Um, and then later, when <laughs> Michael Keaton got up to present an award um, for, I think it was Best Supporting Actress, and I think it was Octavia Spencer again, he said Hidden Fences. Yeah. <laughs> so there were two people, two completely separate circumstances, called it the wrong title. Yeah. <laughs> well. Which is funny. Um, they were... Uh... They were upset about it, which yeah. you know, which the person from too. Hidden Figures, she didn't seem as upset as Whoopi Goldberg did. Mm. Um, she was just like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, it's you know a little disheartening that people can't get the names right, especially when they're presenting." But yeah, you know, it's just good to be nominated or mentioned, right. you know. But Whoopi was all in heat about it. Really? Um, but in, then she was in like, heat. It's a weird thing to say, but go ahead. Hot around the collar. <laughs> okay. Um, but then she was like, you know, just because it's not. Not some, uh, what's the name of that white movie with the singing? Ooh, and I was oh like, yeah, I mean, that's where I'll leave it because I don't have a voice to speak on those matters. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that, like, is a, that is a criticism I've heard of La La Land, and it's one of the reasons why I've seen it three times. I'm probably going to go for a fourth really? uh, with wow, my mom because I had to see it twice for work. Another time I went with friends that were in town for Christmas, and now my mom wants to see it. So it'll be four times that I will have seen La La Land. And I, I, at first, I really, really enjoyed it. And then I saw it with some friends who didn't like it that much. And um, and then we had a discussion why. And then one of my professors that um, I really looked up to back in school was also didn't like it at all. And, you know, just through all this discussion we've had about it, I've started to kind of look at it in a different yeah. way. And, yeah, La La Land is very, very much suffers from a kind of a... Uh, tunnel vision perspective huh. um and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever in terms of like you know emotional beats for the story don't really make have a lot of logic behind them um and it, and, and again it's very like one of the criticisms i've seen not just from the people in my life but elsewhere um are that it uh, it's maybe the first movie ever made about jazz that kind of makes a monster out of the black man 
Oh, in terms oh. of like you know, basically the whole the whole the whole point of the movie is you know them trying to realize their dreams, and for Ryan Gosling, it's to save jazz, then traditional jazz, and traditional jazz was cultivated and started by an African population, very much the Haitian so, yeah. population, the Creole population, and and these people in New Orleans, and um. So blonde-haired, so, blue-eyed Ryan Gosling yeah, is going to so save jazz? Yeah, so blonde-haired, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Ryan Gosling is trying to, you know, be a traditionalist, but he gets, like, his feathers get all ruffled when John Legend comes in. Yeah, me too. And tries to make it, you know, new and hip. And, and that doesn't fit with, you know, Ryan Gosling's idea of what jazz should be. And so thus, you know, it's totally crap and it can't be... well. So wow, this yeah. one best historical film, right? No, absolutely I, not. Wow, this sounds crazy. I do have a background in jazz, like that's what I went to school for. This sounds crazy to me. I've never watched this movie at all. You're telling me that? Okay. So, I, so we don't want to get John, all in the John Legend's not necessarily like on. You know, you objectively you watch it and you're like, he's not necessarily an evil person or a wicked person, but yeah. like for Ryan Gosling's character, who's like the hero he's of the, the story, protagonist. He's the protagonist. <clears throat> His character's kind of a villain in some way. You know, he's trying to force him into this, you know. I, I need to watch this movie. Yeah. So is Ryan Gosling like a big band leader or is no. he just small? He's like, he, he's not, he's nobody. And that's, <laughs> and that's another problem people have with the movie too is like, man, if you guys could see Frankie's face. It's yeah. all confusing to me because, okay, I don't want to get in the race, but white people like Benny Goodman and stuff, they were bitten. Uh, yeah. So he was, so he looks up to people like that and he looks okay. up to, um, you know Charlie Parker and all the classics. Well, Charlie Parker's more like Bebop, and, and that's small. Um, yeah, but like he doesn't. He, he's a, he's just a guy in Los Angeles tr- struggling to kind of make do, you know, on his own. And um, you know, he meets Emma Stone, who's an actress who's struggling to make do on her own. And um, they find each other, and then it's kind of a cutesy thing. Mm. And I think that's where some of the you know the quote unquote magic of the film comes from. And I think it's what people identify with is that. You know, they, when they find each other, it's kind of like a fantasy when they're together. Okay. And there are definitely some heavy fantasy elements, but it's also kind of inconsistent in that way. There's some great fantasy parts, um, and the, and the music is really great, but it kind of forgets for about an hour that it's a musical. Okay. Um, you said something, well, I don't want to derail you. Anymore, no, you're fine. You're fine. You said something I liked on your post because it's one of my favorite movies, 2016. That you said Sing Street was a better musical. Oh my gosh! I just watched Sing Street again. I've seen that movie four times week. now. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. Um, and it works so much better as a musical. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. You, and that's not necessarily musical. It's per not se. like a Broadway yeah. musical or like a Holly, an old Hollywood musical uh, like La La Land tries yeah. to be. But the thing, the thing that makes it work better as a musical over La La Land is that. And it's funny because when I was watching the bonus features, I think there was a something with John Carney and Adam Levine talking about the, the way the the music functions within the story of Sing Street. You own that on Blu-ray? Yes, yeah. I don't own the Blu-ray. Man. You I need just, to get it. I need it's, it. It's I want to watch it back. And um, so they're talking about how uh, music, like there's always a purpose for the music this and the songs that are being played in Sing Street. And there's yeah. a lot of music in that movie. There is. Um, there are maybe four three or four songs in La La Land. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And, and, it's um, at least two hours. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. And they don't really ever sing in that movie kind of as a way to get through certain parts of the story. 
You know, there are things that happen, Just and they would probably happen anyway, regardless of the songs. Um, how much is it? Seventeen bucks. I want the Blu-ray so bad, but yeah. I want it to be eleven dollars. <laughs> That's the <laughs> price I want it to be. All right, you heard it here first. I love that movie so much. I should just buy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only like, I wish there was a director's commentary on there, but there's not. There's like, there's oh. only a couple of bonus features on there. There's no commentary on Sing Street. No, there's a conversation with John Carney, the director, and Adam Levine, and then it I just does like one song on there, right? I yeah, and then yeah, the last the one. one at the end, mm. uh, and then I think there are like cast auditions. So they've got audition tapes for like every member of the cast that they wow. do, and then there might be one other thing. I don't remember. But the movie's so good, it's kind of... Things Treat's my favorite movie of last year. Like, not comic yeah. book. I'm starting to do a list in my head of not comic book movies, and Sing Street's definitely up there. I like that one in 10 Cloverfield Lane. 10 Cloverfield Lane was good. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, if you haven't seen La La Land, I would recommend seeing it. Just so I'm you can going kind of to. be a part of the conversation. I had movie passes to see it at the Esquire, yeah. but I didn't go because I had something come up. Um... Well, you need to, yeah, and since the Oscars are coming up, it's probably going to sweep everything. Yeah, that's um, what I figured. They, Oscars love musicals. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing is, you know, I, following all this discussion I've had with people about, you know, the problems that they have with it, it's and I'm and I could be misunderstanding some things. Like I'm trying to kind of speak on it as best I can. Um, so if I'm wrong about a couple of things, um, I hope those people listen and maybe correct me in another conversation. But. Um, <sighs> I do, like, it's definitely a movie that's going to, it's part of the zeitgeist now, and people love it, and I think, you know, the people that vote on these awards tend to favor movies about uh, either Hollywood or some form of the artistic struggle. Like the or, artist. Yeah, like the artist. I never saw that. Um, I didn't like, either. if you go back and look at a lot of the Best Picture winners from the last, even the last, like, ten years, you got... You know, there's, it's something that has to do with either Hollywood, performance, uh, journalism, or some form of the arts. So, like, you know, Argo was all about, you know, them making a fake movie. Uh, Spotlight was about journalistic integrity. Um, what else? Uh, even Slumdog Millionaire to a certain extent is all about, you know, kind of fighting the, the big, the big Hollywood system to a certain extent. Um, I'm looking up, I'm looking up Oscar winners. Yeah. The artist is, you know, Kind of like a silent King, remake of Singing King's in the Rain. King's Speech? Deadpool. Yeah, King's Speech I was thinking about, too. Um, kind of, sort of. Um, you know, about a guy struggling to get over his... I like um, that movie. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like that a lot. I like um, the actor. What's his name? If Deadpool wins, it would still kind of fit. Because it broke the it mold of comic movies. Yeah. Um, and the other thing about Deadpool, too, um, you guys might have seen me write about on the blog, was... Um, it's been getting serious traction with like yeah. producer People. producers guild writers guild um what movie Deadpool. Deadpool really and um so apparently that's gonna that's jacked its Oscar clout like way way up um like the producers guild um nominations came out for their big their big award for outstanding motion picture producing and that's who the you know when you win best picture that's where the Oscar goes it goes to the producers. And so, you know, they ran down the list and like Hacksaw Ridge was on there, Deadpool was on there, um, La La Land, Moonlight, um, Nocturnal Animals, maybe, Arrival. Um, I mean, most of the standard ones, but it's, it's only, it's only 10 films. 
Um, so a lot of people were upset to see Jackie not on there. I wanted to see that movie. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, like Natalie Portman. And if, and if that Producers Guild list holds out, I will be, uh, very, very sad come the day they announce the Oscar nominations. Um, if Jackie's not up for Best Picture, cause I thought that movie's, that movie's a masterpiece. Um, what else wasn't nominated? Oh, Silence, Martin Scorsese's movie, um, about the Jesuit priests in Japan was not nominated. Uh, Is that too that. new? You think? I like that. Barely hit my radar. Yeah, I don't know. That's I was worried that kind of they were releasing it so late. People were wondering if it wasn't going to come out until this year. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It could be that it just got you know, that it came around too late. Um, hopefully that's not the case. I know it's opening this weekend uh, nationwide. I think so. I'm hope I'm hoping to get out and go see it. Um, I think just today they announced some of the Directors Guild. Nominees, uh, Damien Chazelle for La La Land, Barry Jenkins for Moonlight, Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea, uh, Denny Villeneuve for, um, Arrival, and Garth Davis for Lion were all nominated by the Directors Guild of America as the best directors for, uh, 2016. Um, and then I think they also do another big prestigious one is like the best first time director. Um, so Garth Davis again for Lion was up for that. And then, um, Tim Miller from Deadpool. Um, oh. Nate Parker for Birth of a Nation. Dan Trachtenberg for 10 Cloverfield Lane. And then I totally forgot this woman's name. Um, and then Kelly Freeman Craig for The Edge of 17. Um, are all up for the best first time director. Nice. So, um, I don't know how indicative that is of the best director Oscar race. I mean, I, would be safe to assume that those that that'll probably be the lineup in terms of Chazelle and Barry Jenkins and Lonergan and Denny Villeneuve. And What's Dark the director David. that did Birdman, uh, The Revenant, and then he didn't do a movie this year, right? Inyaritu. No, yeah. he didn't do a okay. movie this year because he always wins. Yeah. Um, no, he took this year off. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Every, all the directors are like thank you. Yes. Um, and Damien Chazelle's been like he won Best Director at the uh, Golden Globes, and he won Best Screenplay. And I thought against the nominees that he had, that he faced, uh, it wasn't it wasn't better directed than Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge. It wasn't better directed than Mary Jenkins for Moonlight. And it wasn't better directed than, I think it was, those might have been the two that I was thinking of. And then when the screenplay nominees, it was like the there were five nominees, and it was probably the second to worst um, of all the ones that were there. I know that Arrival got snubbed from whatever that category was. Because Arrival's screenplay was amazing. Um, Still haven't seen that. Yeah. Her wasn't that good. What? What? Arrival? Who who, who, who who said that? Family. Family? Don't listen to our family. (laughs) They slept through it. Everybody I know loves Yeah, everyone loves that movie. Yeah. Just trying to find a showtime for it. I mean, I believe you, but... AMC. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think people need to make their own opinions, too, about stuff. It's like, you know, if you've heard about a movie and, you know, it's this big, especially around this time of year when all of these movies kind of form the, the cultural zeitgeist for the next couple of months, it's worthwhile to kind of seek them out and, and, and watch them. If not, you know, for your own sanity, to, just to support the art of, of film. I always feel bad for the movies that come out right after the Oscars because, you know, they're ne- not going to get nominated, even if they're like the best movie in the world. Just because it's going to be out of people's minds and not going to be in the... Yeah. yeah. Well, Deadpool came out yeah, before the Oscars last year. 
Now we're talking. Now we're sitting here talking about it. Then how many? It's, it's up for Oscars. Well, not yet, but no. it's up for. They haven't announced. It's been it. up for Golden Globes, and it's been up for all the stuff we've just been talking about. Yeah, but they did a good space for the DVD. If I'm not mistaken, Blu-ray. What do you mean? Didn't they space it out a while? I or did it come out right away? It was three months, I think. It came mm-hmm. out at the beginning of May, mm-hmm. I think, didn't it? I don't know. Yeah. That always, that always throws me when I see a movie that I really like, and then like it doesn't come out for uh, public release for like yeah. six months or a year. Some movies like, are like that, and it depends on, I guess, what type of movie it is. A lot of like, indie movies do, indie movies do usually do that, from what I've seen. Do what? Pretty, like, pretty quick? No, they're released, and then it's like takes forever for them to get released in theaters. Yeah, it's like Sundance. And that's different because when it when it comes to an, a quote unquote indie movie, it's a lot. You know, a lot of that rests on the guy that made it, yeah. or the or the girl that made it. It's um, you know, it's kind of your baby at that point, and so the fate of that film is kind of what you make of it, and so that's why you do you come around and you do the festival circuit. Um, for a year or two, and then, you know, if somebody buys the rights to your film, then it's their job to decide if they want to release it on Blu-ray, or if they want to release it on Netflix, or whatever. So, like, Sundance yeah. is coming up, and so a lot of stuff's going to get purchased there. That's the, that's really the first big, you know, film market of the year. Um, so a lot of them will get purchased, some of them won't. And the ones that won't are probably gonna, are probably the smaller ones with, like, less famous people in them. Usually the ones that kind of have managed to get, you know, bigger names involved usually get distribution pretty quick um, and are usually on Netflix before the end of the year. But some of the smaller ones you may not see ever again, even. Speaking of two indie movies, um, very proud of Edge of Seventeen. Yeah. I've tried to stream it mm-hmm. on several different places, and it is nowhere. That's good. They're keeping it locked down, and That's I'm good. proud of them. Yeah. I mean, I already pre-ordered it on Amazon, mm-hmm. so it'll be here. Nice Valentine's Day present for myself. Yeah, I really I really want to okay. see it. I haven't... I think by the time it was out, there was so much going on that I Yeah, and it didn't it, do a theater run for... I know, like, it I know was it in was, and out pretty quick. It was in and out pretty quick, but I know that it was it was a fairly wide release. Like it was at Warner yeah. and, and the web. Yeah, it was so everywhere. It was in multiplexes, but... Um, Not long, though. Yeah. Um, but uh, another one. Did you see Pet? No. Is that the one with uh, Dominic Monaghan? Is it Dominic Monaghan from uh, Lost, where he plays like a psycho and like yeah. kidnaps that girl? Yeah, it is oh, him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So go watch it. Where Where can I find it? Um, it's in Red Boxes right now. Okay. Um, Pet. Pet. I've seen the trailer, and it looks pretty just crazy. Twist. Really? Like I'm the master of twists. Like M. Night Shyamalan calls me and asks me for advice. I want to see the movie Split with um, James McAvoy. McAvoy. January 20th. I didn't see it coming in the least bit. And even when it happened, you're still like... Tim Burton did the cinematography. For what? For Pit? Pet? Tim Burton? Yeah. You like Beetlejuice Tim Burton? Click on that and see if it's really Tim Burton. Yeah, is it a different Tim Burton? Timothy A. Burton. It's just like Anna Kendrick that's in that... Was it... Fight for the Forest or something like that. Some horror movie Man, that came out several years ago. So oh, everyone yeah. thinks it's her first film, but it's some other girl that just happened to be named Anna Kendrick too. Oh, no. uh, it's not the same. Tim- <laughs> it's Timothy A. Burton. Timothy Burton. Timothy Good a. guy. Burton. She get him on the show. Friend of the Timothy show. A. Burton. I feel bad because he has Cause the same he can just name be like, as Tim. Yeah, I got Tim, Tim Burton, Burton on the show. <laughs> he could have went. And by. he'll be like, legally, I need to be you to refer to me as Timothy. Thank you. Yeah. Timmy. 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 Timmy Burton. Tim. Tim Burton. 
All right, Ben. One movie people need to watch right now. What's that movie? Manchester by the Sea. I want to see that. Dang it. You're speaking to my heart. All right, Ben. One tagline people need to hear right now. Do it for cinema. (laughs) 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 For your turns. Two weeks in a row. Uh, Oh. Joe was once a good man. What movie is that from? Live by Night. It was on the poster that I got last night. It's the first one I could think of. When did the Oscar um, nominations come out? Next month? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. No, no, That'd be really convenient. Uh, Sometime early next month. Yeah, because it's in March. I think think it's on the last Sunday of February. The second to last Sunday of February is when the is when the show happens. Okay, so that would be so the so the nominations usually come out like a month prior. It's got to be soon because I remember when I was like in middle school, the Oscars Might be happened later this month, and then they had a snow day, so it was a cool day. Yeah, I watched the Oscars like snow day. Yes. <laughs> um, one of the other things I wanted to bring up, you guys will probably enjoy, is uh, the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, is a movie that's is a movie that's happening. They have set the writers. Okay, and they have confirmed which Zack Snyder, which no. which character or characters are going to be. I know. heard things many moons ago, but it's probably changed. What are, what are they saying? Uh, so the writers are David S. Goyer and Justin Rhodes. Okay, and it is going to be about both Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Okay, okay. Um, no Guy Gardner, no uh, Kyle Rayner, but just no. They've just said that it will be about. It will focus on Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Okay. Um, Buddy produced, Cop movie, I like it. Produced by Goyer with DC's Jeff Johns and John Burry executive producing. Yeah, we gotta remember this. Sorry. Got sidetracked. Yeah. yeah. Rhodes usually does a good job. Yeah. Does Goyer doesn't, uh, didn't Goyer do like every movie? Goyer's done like all of them. Okay. Wow. Um, and he's hit or miss for me on yeah. a lot of stuff. He did the Dark Knight. He's done some right? really great work, but he's done some really awful that work. Piece that piece of garbage. Like The Unborn. Did you ever see that movie, Dan? No. Yes. Um, it's, so, as most people know, I watched 328 movies, 26, I don't know what I finished really? at, something like that. Good for you. Um, it's one of like four that I cannot tell you a single thing about that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mothers and Daughters is another one I can think of <laughs> off the top of my head. This one, it starred uh, Jessica Biel, if I'm not mistaken. Is she in Seventh Heaven? Yep. Is she that is. the one where she married is that the with her sister? No. Yeah, there's that. that one. Yeah, I saw that one this year. No, or last I like year. Slenderman. Slenderman. No, it's like a take on the Slenderman movie. I forget what oh, it's called. Oh yeah, the Tall Man. The Tall Man. Tall Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that one's actually. Pretty I've good. seen. I don't know if I watched it last year. Yeah, I watched that movie with some girl. It was weird. No, oh. uh, this is she like plot shortened. She was adopted, and she finds her biological sister, um, and the sister's an abusive relationship. So mm-hmm. she helps her. That one. Every time I see the name of it on my list, I'm like, "What movie was that?" Yeah, but like I remember the movie perfect. I just can never remember the name. It's like Bleeding Heart or something like that. Yeah, I don't. It's on don't Netflix know. as well. Okay. I'm yeah. trying to add all these born. movies to my list. I got Pet and said Bleeding Heart. So I did uh, three thirty eight. You did nice, good last year. That's awesome. I did like three oh four. Yeah, you only logged three hundred. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. That. I'm trying to watch uh, more documentaries because I've started to kind of really three hundred by the way. Get into more of this, like oh yeah, I do. Leading up to. The inauguration next week, I've been paying more attention to, like, uh, stuff that's going on, like, in the news and politically and stuff with, like, the golden showers and, you know, all this weird fake shit that's Fun going stuff. on with Donald Trump. Uh, super weird, but, um, like, it's gotten me interested just in kind of more, like, real life 
you know, stranger than fiction. Type. If you want to hear more about that, stay tuned later this year for our dating show. Trump them or dump them. <laughs> Trump them or dump them. Trump them or dump them. Oh my goodness. Sounds political. It's actually dating. Hmm. It's not a bad idea. I'm not sure Terrible that's name, better, but, but it's not a bad idea. Uh, so yeah, so like I said before, I watched uh, 13th, which is required viewing uh, on Netflix. Um, Good. And I'm also looking for uh, the OJ Made in America okay. 30 for 30 series that was on. Um, it's not. On, it's not on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be on Hulu. I'll have to check. There's a lot of thirty. I feel for like I saw it somewhere. Um, yeah, I saw Blade Runner streaming somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I need to watch that." And now I can't find it anywhere. I love Blade. So I don't know if I it like Blu-ray. came off or not. Um, I haven't checked Prime yet, though. Oh, I also watched. Speaking of more documentaries, I watched the HBO thing about Debbie Reynolds and oh, Carrie did you Fisher, watch which was sad. sad. Um. Yeah, I watched that, and then right after that, I watched Wishful Drinking, which is Carrie Fisher's one-woman documentary stand-up show, and it was fantastic. It wasn't really stand-up, but it was. Her I mean, it talking. was. I mean, it was really funny, but it was yeah, her just kind of good. telling her life story. But her life story is hilarious. So, or and well, I guess I shouldn't say that. Her candor is about it is really funny, um, and her perspective is really funny. So, uh, those are both on HBO. Um, if you have the capability, well worth your time. I think the the documentary about her and her mom is uh, Bright Lights, and then the the one that's just Carrie Fisher is called Wishful Drinking. Hmm. I like that name, and I really like the poster for Wishful Drinking. It's like Princess Leia like leaning up on a bar with her head down, and she's got like a martini glass in one hand with like all these pills and like hmm. and needles around. It's kind of dark, but I, it's a, it's sounds a, like a party. It's a good image for Carrie Fisher, I think. Sad, but yeah, it's good. Um, oh, upcoming movies. Upcoming movies. Split. I was talking about that just a second. Yes. January twentieth. Split looks comes out really, January twentieth. Really uh, I like M Night Shyamalan. By the time people hear this, probably it will be Friday that yeah. movie yeah. comes out. Um, by the time people hear this, also we'll uh, Silence will have been out. Patriots Day. Patriots Day. That's uh, already that was released last year, technically. I mean, I guess for yeah, it's one of those movies too that's like you know let's release it to qualify for awards in December and then we'll release it nationwide in the middle of January. Uh, The Bye Bye Man, Monster Trucks. Damn, that seems like a movie right up your alley. I gotta say, Monster Trucks. I'm trying to find it. First time I saw the trailer, Mm -hmm. I saw what was about to happen, and I was like, no. (laughs) And then it happened. I was like, children are so stupid. That movie's gonna make so much money. It's called Monster. And then they're gonna make so much merchandise for it. Monster, they are gonna make Monster a lot of money. Mo- Kids are trucks. stupid. Oh, Lego Batman movie. We're gonna watch that. That comes out in February. Mm-hmm. February 10th. I'm trying to find this Monster Trucks. I can't see it. Monsters you don't need to. Nah. Nah. It's literally about monsters that live that in are, trucks. Lives, that live inside of trucks. I didn't know Guardians coming out in May. Bye bye, man. Hmm. Looks really good, but I cannot stand the title. No. Bye bye, man. We kind of yeah. talked about that, yeah. So. All right. Anything else? Um, I don't know, Bernie. What else? What else you got on your mind? Um, movie, movie I'm trying related. to see. Um, yeah, I watch it. I go to movies probably once or twice a month at least in theaters. Yeah. Um, only movie I really want to see is Split. Okay. Um, let's see what else. Let's it's really, it's kind of, it's kind of weak. Lego Batman be good. Fifty Shades Darker. Nope. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. I want to see Triple X 
just so I can watch Vin Diesel ski through the jungle. Me too. I saw the trailer oh. for it, and um, it looks like the biggest piece of garbage ever made. <laughs> but I would. I went and saw Assassin's Creed, and it did had you? a trailer for it, and um, I was like, "Do you like? Did it, was, was that pretty good? I liked Michael <clears throat> Fassbender a lot. Fass? I didn't think it was terrible. I mean, I can't believe I, I saw this. I saw Assassin's Creed too. It's like my favorite game well. ever. Yeah, um, I didn't think it was terrible, but yeah, I thought I, like I didn't leave the theater like, oh man, I can't wait to see that again. I know, you know, yeah. it could but have been, I didn't be like, man, I wish I didn't see that. It could have and should have been way better. Mm. The talent, the talent involved there is Ooh. even uh, even behind the camera is top notch. Yeah, and it world and, built. So yeah. Dan, you might like this. The last Resident Evil movie's coming out. No, nope. never seen a single one. Oh, I saw the first you? one. They're not good. <laughs> They're that not one. Good. They just watch. They're fun to watch. That series, the Underworld one, came out. Yeah, never saw a single one. Ago. I've never seen any of those movies all the way through. I see bits and pieces, but I've seen th- two or three of them, and I've never really liked them. I'm not into vampires mm. or werewolves or whatever. It's werewolves. I am, but I get enough of it in Twilight and <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> but one movie that's coming up that might be good is uh, Fist Fight with Charlie Day. Oh yeah, that does look funny. So I'm hoping it's really funny. It could be just like one of those movies. Everything's funny in the previews, but we'll yeah, the best. I uh, uh, Warner Brothers. I feel like releases like once every spring they release kind of a crappy like a comedy they don't really have any faith in, and it just kind of winds up being has a couple of funny moments, but overall is just okay. Like Keanu, which I also just watched um, like recently, that. and it was okay. You know, same same type of deal. Like, mm-hmm. um. I think that will that movie will go down in history as being probably the only movie with a drug trip scene that made me cry. It, that made you cry. That was a cool uh, thing. With because I because I just watched it yesterday for the first time yeah. and it was all about George Michael. Oh. <laughs> he was in that music video. Okay, I didn't his make drug, that connection. His, his I haven't seen but, it yet. Spoilers, but, but his drug trip is like right. he oh. imagines he's in the Faith music video with yeah. George Michael. Oh gosh. And so, I, like, it's like it's real. I watched that movie before and he passed. Yeah, it killed me. Oh like, man, I thought it was so sad, but it was great. Um, I gotta have Requiem for a Dream that was pretty good and pretty sad too. So. Requiem for a Dream. I mean, in terms yeah. of talking, about, talking drug, about drug dude. drug trips that yeah. make you cry. Jared Leto. He loves Jared mm-hmm. Leto. Weirdly. Yeah. Not like in love, but I like everything he does. He's in a rock band. He does movies. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? Like, All right. Well. I think right. that's all I've got. Yeah, man. Um, I know it's a fairly quick episode this time, but... Um, that was a long episode. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're probably at 40 yeah, minutes. 42 minutes. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, then we're right on time. I feel like, I feel <laughs> like we ran short It's a real tonight. long episode? It's a real... Oh, my God, Bernie. We're going to bring you back every week. <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> all right. Well, in the, in the wise words of someone important, do it for cinema. Cinema.